This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back here for another episode of the RHAP Rewind. Today, we're talking about the syndicated uh, reality dating series, Blind Date, hosted by Roger Lodge. And I'm very excited to have uh, back with me my co-host going back through the history of reality TV. It is the great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I am in the the greatest mood right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know the listeners can probably hear me smiling yes. from ear to ear, but I don't think I've been this excited to talk about anything like all week. Like this is this is the peak of my week for sure. I'm so ready to get into this podcast. Peak of the week. Uh Chappelle, yeah. the, you mm-hmm. are the biggest blind date stand there is. Uh, probably I, I might have to fight Roger Lodge, the host, yes. but I'm pretty close to like the biggest blind dates. Yes. Um, and for good reason, um, this is not something that most children should have been watching, mm-hmm. uh, in the late nineties. Even now, I think it's in syndication currently, and this is not something that your kids should be watching, but your boy Chappelle had found his home here at blind date with Roger Lodge. And this is definitively my shit. Okay. Rob. How many of the <laughs> 1450 plus episodes of the series have you seen? That's not a fair question. Mm-hmm. Uh, more fair questions is how many how many haven't I seen? Mm-hmm. So that's probably like easier to count. I could probably count on yeah. you know yeah a couple hands and yeah and feet maybe okay. the <laughs> amount of episodes I haven't seen. But <laughs> those are some of the wilder yeah. blind dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look. First of all, what I was down for all of them. If it was yeah. a bad blind date, I wanted to watch it. If it was a good one, I wanted to watch it. I don't know if this was coloring my vision of what I thought dates were going to be like when yeah. I was a child, but I definitely was into it, and I've seen the majority okay. of these episodes for sure. We're going to talk about uh, an episode and a half that we found on YouTube. Uh, the links are going to be in the show notes if you want to uh, check out the episodes uh, to uh, follow along. Because last week, we talked about MTV Cribs. Had a lot of fun with uh, Asia Wealth and Jump Off Jason. Yes, my my two buddies. We've mm-hmm. all we're on good terms now. Now that we've podcasted together, uh, I think we're more like a loving family. Me, Asia, and Jason. Okay, but Rob. Yes, you know I love nostalgia. Yes, and this week I have brought to you my good friends over at the Shit Ninety Shows Taught You Podcast. Yes, it's Jess Sterling and Sarah Ferguson. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to them. Okay, let's let's welcome in uh, Sarah and Jess. Uh, how are you? Hello, hello. Hi, my name is Sarah. I'm 32. My passion is Trader Joe's canned wine. Yes. And my turnoffs are suspicious looking facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> she took the bit. 
I was going to do the same. No, do it. Do it. That's both of you should do it. Uh, Jessica, twenty nine, loves talking about the nineties. Hates people who chew with their mouth open. Okay. All right. (laughs) Welcome aboard. Blind date uh, started airing in nineteen ninety nine. Aired through two thousand six in its original incarnation. Uh, That's the one we're going to talk about. There's actually a reboot uh, hosted by Nikki Glaser, which we did not get the chance to uh, look at, but I will check it out. After uh, we uh, talk about it here today uh, and see what's going on with the Nikki Glazer version. But I am very excited to have uh, Justin Sarah here with us to uh, talk about some blind date. Were either of you big blind date people? I've definitely not seen as much as Chappelle has, well, but I remember has. this show. Yeah. No, I remember this show along with the cheesy graphics, like the awful, awful dates that people go on. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember watching this show. I'm a new appreciator of Blind Date. Yeah. Um, I've seen probably like 30 dates in the last week. Yes. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> I was on the other side of UPN, the America's Next Top CW. Model side. Well, oh. I, I think that started off on UPN, right, Chappelle? Yeah, it makes some moves. So yeah, UPN yeah. like transitions to CW and then the blind date just kind of uh, outlasted all like a cockroach. But I think this was syndicated. <laughs> like this wasn't a primetime show. I think mm-hmm. it, it probably aired on different uh, networks depending on uh, where you live. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I had to, like I- I've been dying to talk to uh, Jess and Sarah for a very long time. Every now and then they let me pop in and talk about uh, television with them on their podcast. So I needed to find something that I felt like they could sink their teeth into. And so this is a uh, a show that started in the 90s, which is their specialty. A majority of it is through the 2000s. But also what they're good at talking about on their podcast is, uh, for one, alcohol. That's mm-hmm. a big part of this. <laughs> but, this sounds so good right now. But also... This this is who you want to talk about about the dating because mm-hmm. they cover a couple shows on their podcast that I mean they go through so many dates iconic couples like Topanga and Corey less iconic couples like uh, I don't know Dawson and Jane. Joey yeah yeah mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah. yeah. E- Eric and Desiree you know like they give you yeah. like the less <laughs> iconic people yeah <laughs> all the all the dating that you go through in ninety shows they talk about it and so I felt like this was the perfect avenue to talk to them okay. Well, very excited to talk about Blind Date. We'll talk about these specific episodes uh, that we looked at, but I guess we should talk about the format of Blind Date for anybody who's listening uh, who either does not remember the show or has not ever seen it. Chappelle, uh, could you give us a quick synopsis of how Blind Date works? Yes. So I must, there, there was a Blind Date hotline. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know how much that actually played into getting casted onto, on the show, but... Let's just say for a sake of argument, you call the hotline and then they say, oh, we'll send you on a blind date. And they they match up two people who may or may not have shared interest and they send them on the date. And blind date normally starts off with the people go, they, like the guy or the, uh, or the girl goes and picks up the other person and then they get in the car and they talk and then they stop it like the first date. Then they get back in the car and then they go to like a restaurant. Then they get back in the car one more time and they go for drinks. And then they don't get in the same car because normally blind date will send them a car at that point because they've been drinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we have to uh, drink responsibly. And then we get to see them go home and to where we get the goodnight kiss and or not the goodnight kiss. Who knows? Uh, And then we get the recap. Mm -hmm. The couples at the end get to tell us how they felt about each other. It's very formulaic, uh, but it's a good time. Yeah. I think the biggest draw is the narration at the, uh, in the captions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you explain how that works? 
Yeah. For, um, it's kind of like pop-up video. You remember pop-up video? Another staple you, of the 90s. Yeah. If it was a reality TV show, I'd force it into these conversations as well. Um, <laughs> it's one of the, it's, it's where they put like little captions and little thought bubbles around people, kind of like making it almost like a comic strip of like funny commentary and things that you might be thinking while watching it. And it just makes the, the show more enjoyable because watching two people on a blind date could be relatively entertaining, but having some snarky comments behind it mm-hmm. makes it even better. And so that's what their like their bread and butter was. Just once upon a time, I dreamed of like, oh, uh, wow, it'd be so great to be a writer on blind date. I'd like to write the things that pop up on the screen. Uh, I'm glad that you have exceeded that dream. <laughs> like that would have like been a good, like a, a good been, job. I felt like, yeah, it's very much reminds me of like Clippy from like Microsoft Word, just like <laughs> yes. popping up and like saying something. And they're very like themed as well. Mm-hmm. So like the first theme was like home renovations because they take the ball and literally run six miles down the road with it mm-hmm. on the show. Nothing yeah. is too far for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to really just like beat one thing into the ground and mm-hmm. uh, and go with it. So, yeah, there's like cartoons, there's pop ups on the screen. Uh, there's uh, like all sorts of like the very mean comments like uh, like mm-hmm. you go on blind date and you uh, should prepare to be roasted. Yeah, they're going to tear you apart. Uh, I feel personally attacked by you making the joke that you thought about being a writer on the show because you know that was my like career goal. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't making like, a joke. Yeah, I was making I'm talking about, a joke. I'm talking about Jess. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, middle school Chappelle was like, you know, how do I audition? Like, what do I do? Do I have to just yeah. send them like a letter? Look, making snarky comments and piling on and, and, and beating dead horses. I mean, those are like the three things in my in, in the Chappelle doctrine. Um, if you ever, if you want to get a taste of that, look at my tweets. I can go on and on and on. And so, yeah, I thought that was going to be like the next step for me. But here I am talking to you guys. I guess I might have missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, truthfully, the real stars of this entire thing is the writers slash producers because they're keeping this show moving and going. So if it wasn't for this, I don't know if Blind Date would be as entertaining as it is. Can I ask, do you feel like it is this format that I know there's a reboot of the show, but it is weird that I feel like that we have uh, so much more like video and so much more access to these types of tools. Like, uh, does this exist in any other form like on TikTok or Yeah, Instagram? you know what? Yeah, it does on YouTube, I think. And not so much as with like the little clip art, but I feel like modern day YouTubers love to like zoom in on their own faces when they're getting to like a specific point in their story. Or, you know what I mean? They use not as like overt editing tools as as blind date, but I do think you can see hints of it in a lot of modern day YouTube videos. Yes, Chappelle, do you feel like that blind date was an influential show? Uh, yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. It, first of all, it created who I am today. Yes, created but also, <laughs> it paved the way for these TikTokers. Uh, I think, uh, Sarah, you're a TikToker, right? You like to to, to peruse the TikTok. Oh, gosh. I mean, I would like to say no, I'm not. I literally spend like five hours of my day just scrolling through TikTok. Sarah, you can't um, say that you're not a TikToker when you literally watched a guy move bricks on TikTok. Oh, my God. Brick t- brick talk. That's a... <laughs> what do you do on brick Talk. Okay, so the thing about Brick Talk is that this guy's job was to move bricks from one from a neatly stacked pile of bricks to a haphazard pile of bricks, but he doesn't know why he does it. And he asked his boss, and his boss said, You get paid to move the bricks, not to ask questions. Are you sure you weren't watching Tough as Nails? <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe with somebody <laughs> posting tough as nails clips on TikTok. I think that it happens sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, if that's what it takes, if Phil wants me to move bricks to win tough as nails, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the tough as nails TikTokers have uh, been making such an appearance on RHAP this year. Yes. I mean, geez. <laughs> yes, I think that's what's going on. Um, all right. Well, I guess let's let's talk about this episode of uh, of Blind Date that we watched. Chappelle, did you go through ever all of the Blind Date episodes that were on YouTube? How did we end up on this? So Sarah and I are kind of in the same mold of like, you know, we we dove in, you know, <laughs> like we didn't just watch the two clips. I watched several and I was just trying to find an episode that was complete, you know, because there's a lot of like, we'll take this date and this date because you really want to show the good ones yeah. or the really, really bad ones. But you you really want to show the bad ones, right? Like that's why people yeah. keep going to YouTube to watch these. And so I just want to find an episode that was fully balanced so we can give the, the listeners like a full taste of what a typical episode of Blind Date is like. And so we landed it on Doug and Rachel and yes. that's what we decided to go with. Yeah. Um as far as the casting goes on Blind Date, like I do think that this show uh, like I feel like uh set in Los Angeles, I feel like they get a lot of people who are sort of like uh wannabe like actors, models who the chance to appear on television I think is a, a real part of the appeal. Like I think it would be tough to do this in any other city, maybe outside of uh, New York and I feel like even in New York I think it would be a struggle to cast the show and get at least two dates in per episode. Yeah, Sarah, did you think that these people look like uh, what is it, actors? Is that what the model actors? I think that these are the t- type of people that are just desperate for attention, whether that be, I don't know, they love sorority girls on this show. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So UCLA graduates, I think that they just hang out at the quad at UCLA and just say, hey, you're somewhat attractive. Come on this show. Somewhat attractive. Um, I felt like I felt like Rachel actually seemed more normal. Yeah. Of the of all the people we watched, she seemed like a normie compared to the rest of these people. But I it wouldn't. It'll be, you know, you know the trick is they're like, hmm, let's find someone who calls themselves a neat freak and let's set them up with someone who's an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what the matchmakers do behind the scenes on <laughs> Blind Date for sure. Uh, Chappelle, do you know? Do they get any money to appear on Blind Date? Oh, I don't know. Matter of honestly, they should have if they didn't, because this is the quickest way to get dunked on for thirty <laughs> minutes in front of all your friends. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, like the odds that the producers come in and say, you know what, you're really attractive, you seem nice, and we're just gonna put that in our little comic strips, and and everyone's gonna love you. That that's slim to none. Like they are coming in to make fun of you. If you say you bought a home, they are going to like drive that case into the like, into the ground like uh just was saying they're gonna take the ball and run with it if you say oh i i like my mustache now it's the, you're the mustache guy for mm-hmm. the rest of the episode like they're it's almost elementary like the the and juvenile the way they like they're like little kids they just pick on you and pick on you and pick on you so hopefully there's a cash you know some type of stipend or whatever but at the very least you get a free date i'm sure yeah what would your thing be if you were on the dates Chappelle? Uh, he watches a lot of trash reality TV. Mm-hmm. He tweets yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, he t- uh, tweets a lot. Yeah, every time like I look away, the thought bubble would say like I should tweet about this. Yeah, there'd be, like a little Twitter, like a little Twitter bird, yeah. like following yeah. her on the screen. And the girl's like, "How do I block this guy?" Yeah. Right, and you'll see yeah. like Chappelle's burner says, you know, like mm-hmm. hey, this date is going great, and mm-hmm. like like Jess Sterling responds, "No, it's not." You know, like something like that. <laughs> so the first. Uh, pair that we are going to watch is the case of uh, Doug and Rachel 
Rachel is a uh, new homeowner. She has uh, recently bought a uh, fixer-upper, and Doug lives in, uh, you can't even call it a studio apartment, uh, Doug lives in a closet. He doesn't even have a kitchen, does he? I don't. It does, <laughs> does not appear to have any sort of like. We see Doug's apartment later on. It is one room uh, that he has utensils in a drawer, and there does not appear to be a sink anywhere. Does it, does he basically like wash dishes in the bathroom? It must be yeah. Or in the shower. Yeah, I'm. I'm impressed that he gets his own bathroom. Like this type of setup seems as though that there'd be a communal um, bathroom yeah. down the hall. Mm, <laughs> Maybe there like is a hostel type of thing. Yeah. Maybe it did. Is. It did give hostile vibes for sure. <laughs> um, I like look the, like we talked about. It's very formulaic, right? Like they found their theme for the episode, and it's you know almost like house hunters, right? We know she has a house. It, it's going to be her like whole personality in this episode, and then we do like a slow build until we finally get to see his house. And Doug's house is exactly how you described mm-hmm. it, like a one. Now I won't even say bedroom. It's like a one closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> with a bathroom, and that's it. And so we slow. We talk a lot about hers, but we're getting to the build up to his, and that's mm-hmm. like the big reveal is like why this is so juicy. Yeah. How did he agree to let them film inside his apartment? Like, Cause how he's is nasty? Because he's nasty. <laughs> we, Doug is a fixer upper, is what they say. Damaged but structurally sound is how they describe mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah, he's disgusting. He leaves like used boxers just like chilling on top of his dresser. Nasty. <laughs> In fairness, do we know that they were used? Oh, could have been unfolded. I hope not, because she touched them with her bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> There were flies, but they were put in in CGI. We don't know if uh, necessarily what the mm. state of of uh, Doug's laundry is. But the Doug is a party guy, you know. But Doug is uh, he is uh, you know used to being the center of attention. Uh, that uh, he's, I mean, he's drinking Scotch and Mountain Dew. Uh, we're gonna see later that I mean <laughs> he is just uh, like a, a party guy. Uh, that I. I do not suspect that Doug ever became a homeowner. Yeah. You don't, he lost you don't, me as soon as he said that he is like Peter Pan and he acts like he's 12. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. number one red flag in dating. It's like, if I heard that, I would just be running anyway. He lost me before that moment. He lost me when he claimed that he tries too hard in relationships. Any guy who says that is like the quote unquote like nice guy. Oh, I'm just a nice guy that tries too hard. Like, no, bro, clean up your apartment and then we'll talk, honestly. Mm-hmm. Rachel agreed that he was a nice guy. She said he was a gentleman at the end of that date. She really she's did. on TV. We all know <laughs> if she's not on TV, she's like, I'm never going out with that loser again. Here yeah. mm-hmm. indeed. No. Yeah, the truth be told is that her whole motivation for going on blind date is to find somebody that can help ha- uh, help her um, fix up her house. She's looking for a handyman. <laughs> yeah. She's for like, do you own tools, by the way? Do yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. First date question. Yeah. She's like, have you ever have you ever installed a backsplash in a kitchen? No? Oh, okay. Sorry. I mm-hmm. guess uh, we don't need a second date. <laughs> yeah. They start their date off. And every blind date date has multiple locations. Uh, Chappelle, was this an unrealistic expectation uh, that it's set in your mind that every date needs to be going to like four different spots? 
No, not unrealistic at all. Do you have you met me? Less yeah. is more, and more, more is more. More is more. Less is less is uh, not an option. Let's go to seventeen spots in one day. I don't care as long this as this is an Aries time. answer. This is not a normal way to go on a date with any. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> so I like to have a good time. That's all I'm saying. But no, no, seriously. Um, yeah, this is. Whew, the amount of money one would spend if you had to take someone on three different dates at one time yeah. would be absurd. And then also, you just don't. I mean, there's. You want to do stuff where you can talk, where you can interact. And some of these dates they send you on on blind date are like, are you really getting to know that person or are you in turmoil? You know, uh, we, we wonder if it's even worth it. Like, is, is any date worth it if you don't actually get to know the other person? So I think they could kind of like pick a date or two, you yeah. know, pick one date and then maybe like dinner. So and that's it. Sarah, you've watched a lot of these blind dates now. Uh, I feel like the formula is, okay, first pick up, then go someplace wacky for something unusual. Then dinner, then uh, off to like a dive bar. Right. Yes. So you're absolutely going, you're getting the tour of LA. Um, You have to go on 10 different spots. And the goal is each place you go, you get drunker and drunker Mm -hmm. until the end. (laughs) You're just stumbling out the bar door. Is that a problem? Do Mm -hmm. do y'all not have, that's not how, look, Everyone on this call except me is married. So maybe I should just be quiet and learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, I, I mean, I don't want to go on a, you know, I don't need an itinerary to have a good date. Like, I don't want to have like a full like tour of the world. I, I want to go to two places the most. It's yeah. too much, Chappelle, yeah. too much. Especially on a first date, my my rule was always get coffee on a first date because it's a short enough thing where it's not like dinner, dessert, a whole thing if you hate the person. But it's and it's also like you can get out of it if you need to. Like, oh, I have like plans later. I have to run. Mm-hmm. But you still have time if you want to go to other places like, oh, let's go mini golfing after we get coffee if you like the person. But this would be my nightmare, like four different places with one human being. That- so I know I could tell like where some of these locations are and they're not all like on the same street. Like sometimes like in, in, in one of these, it's like they're down by the uh, LAX. Then they're in the Valley. It's like 45 minutes away. Like uh, I think there's a lot of time spent like traveling around to make these blind date episodes based on where they were able to shoot. Yeah. That's the impressive part about some of these dates though. Cause you think for the amount of time that they're driving that you'd run out of things to talk about mm-hmm. on a first date. Right. And some of these, it doesn't seem like they miss a beat at all. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the other ones later, but uh, you know, it's kind of hard to keep conversation going for that long. And uh, you, you often see us. it on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We can, we can make it happen. Yeah. Uh, but you know, who wants to talk about survivor all-stars for four hours, you know, while traveling. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Doug and Rachel, they start things off. Uh, just could you uh, describe uh, this first place that they go on the Snapple diehard tour? <laughs> Manic Marty with Snapple. Yeah. <laughs> he had the craziest hair. It's like straight up and down. They're getting Manic Panic makeovers, which I believe Manic Panic is a, a hair dye brand. That was a hot topic in the nineties and early two thousands. It was all the rage getting your hair dyed with manic panic hair dye. Mm -hmm. Um, and why, I don't know if Doug chose green or if green was chosen for him, but honestly of all of the colors to choose to dye your hair, green is probably very low on my list. 
Um, Rachel definitely hates it. She's not into that at all. She she already looks like she wants to leave Um, because I feel like Rachel is not the type that would like crazy hair dye colors. No, He seems too bland for that. Um, She's not into it. And Doug looks like he also hates it, but is willing to like go with the flow of the date, I guess. Yeah, you're not a rebellious teenager in the early 20s if you don't drag yourself to the hot topic and buy hot pink manic panic hair dye and then like sneakily dye your ends in your bathroom while your mom's calling you for dinner. I think I just got a flashback. Right. That's oh, oddly no. specific. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have been but the face no. of Snapple. <laughs> manic panic is definitely a, a thing and the green was not it and somehow it magically disappeared within the next state yeah yeah it's, it's like a, a washout type situation is that is that how it works guys it's, it's semi-permanent to, yeah it's not intended to be permanent so it'll wash out mm-hmm. but not after the first use no mm, okay and sarah I, you, have you dyed your hair uh different colors I definitely dyed it at one point with Manic Panic. Yeah. And I'm 2005, definitely went to the Hot Topic and dyed my hair. Um, and it washes out in within five times. So um, that was definitely a thing that you did. And then you got your like Sweeney Todd shirt also. Do you remember the rubber bracelets too, where you'd have like 20 of them stacked on your wrist? No, no, no. That you can't silly bands. Like you you can't mess with silly bands. Oh, it was not silly bands. No, 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 no. I was way too old for silly bands. No, thank you. It was the rubber ones that had the spikes on them and they oh. were be rubbery and weird looking. Yeah. That was like a punk guys. rock thing. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go put on your what were what were the shoes? The the DS, not DSW, that's a store. Uh, the oh Gosh, I can't remember the name of them. But yeah, you were like skater shoes and you go to oh, Hot Topic. Vans. vans. You got your Vans. You go to the yes. Hot Topic. Um, you got to get your poster for your wall. Yeah, definitely channeling something here. <laughs> nothing good. Nothing. No good memories. All really rotten memories. But um, yeah, you know, she's definitely not into Rachel. She's a respectable homeowner. She is not into the green hair dye. Yeah. Um, yeah. We go to the restaurant uh, and uh, they're talking about um, the uh, she is looking for somebody uh, who can help uh, with the work around her house. Uh, <laughs> Doug, uh, that he's willing to, he doesn't have tools, but he knows how to get his hands on tools. Doug seems like he has the right idea here. You know, yeah. like, look, I might, I can go get him. Whatever you, what, whatever you want. This man is ready to cater to this woman. Yeah. I think he has identified that she might be too good for me, and I need to like let her know that. Well, okay, well, if you are, I've caught you. Like, I, I will do whatever it takes. And so, if you want me to go and build a sink from scratch, then that's what I'll do. I don't. Do you have tools? No, but I can find some. I'm sure there's a Home Depot around here or something. I don't. I'm not mad at Doug. He's trying, you guys. Don't we like effort? Yeah, no, he's definitely trying. Yeah, she's a master manipulator. She's like, I'm so sore from working and ripping up the tile. I'm so exhausted. My mom and my mom's boyfriend were over for hours working on this. Mm -hmm. It's like she came in here with a clear plan. 
And we'd love a woman with a plan. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather have nobody helping me than someone completely inexperienced with tools helping me work on my house. Right. I I think that that's a tell. If somebody is borrowing the tools from somebody, they do not know what they're doing. Yeah. You you don't don't want want them working on your house. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. Doug can't even organize a dresser. I don't want him at my house with screws, nails, none of that. And this man is desperate enough to fake that he knows what he's doing. And he is going to F up her house. (laughs) It doesn't stand a chance. I can install that. Yeah, sure. No problem. Look, he's trying. Mm -hmm. She's like, I, I, what he's like, Oh, what are your interests? She was like, my home, my house, my things in my house and, uh, the walls, the door, the <laughs> foyer, like the backyard. Like these are what, this is what gets my juices going. And he's like, okay, that's fine. I, I can get a hammer and, you know, come do stuff. And she's like, cool. But he's also laying it on very thick, as the producers remind us with their big graphic of him laying it on thick. Um, he's saying, you're so beautiful. You're the most beautiful girl I've ever met in my life. Oh, my God. I'm so de- like, I'm so happy to be on this date with you. He's telling her all the things that she wants to know, except can you use power tools? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He doesn't have an answer. So they're going to uh, go to another spot called the Canal Club. And, uh, you know, they're having some good uh, conversation. Like, I felt like that. Uh, Sarah, I thought this was uh, something it's, it's going okay at this point. It was looking like we we're on the up and up, like tons of compliments. Um, she's totally buying it. They talk about how they're too old for mind games and they somehow they agree that mind games are an East coast thing. Um, you're an East coaster. Yeah. Rob originally. All of y'all, all of are, y'all are. Are mind mm-hmm. games East coast specific? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either, but well, there, I think at, at this point of the day, I'm starting to realize that, this could be working out for Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look, I can't say mind games are East coast specific, but being from the South, I can say that I don't know anything about those. So mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know. Jess, are you a mind game person? No, I don't have mm-hmm. time for that. <laughs> are you too like old for mind like, games? I run into mind games, slide into my DMs. <laughs> yeah, I, I got power tools. <laughs> I'll help you with your home renovations. I have a hammer. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like this was all going like, okay. Yeah. And then we get the, oh, let me go show you my bachelor pad. And yeah. we get a preview of the bachelor pad. <laughs> Listen, yes. she wanted to see it. And I felt bad for him because, okay, you're on a date. You think it's going well. This woman in your dreams, so you say. And she says, take me to your home. You can can you say no she yeah. cleaned it up so yeah no no no. i would be like oh no like lost my key at the now club like you gotta lie um, <laughs> here's what i think is going on also that uh he lives near where all the action is going on her mm. fixer upper home is an hour away she, oh. she, she has bought she has bought this home and it, it is not like anywhere in like the major uh, Los Angeles uh, 30 mile zone and uh it is a long ride back because if there was any way to go to her place I think that Doug would have been all over it. Yeah. I would have flipped it. I would have just been like, no, but you could show me your new house and I can grab some tools and then we can come over mm-hmm. and then like that way, at least we'll get the attention off of 
my um, quote unquote apartment. Yeah. Because we're not quite sure what this is. He in a halfway house? If he is, I hope he gets whatever he's looking for. Um, but it was just one of those moments where if you could avoid this situation, Doug, yes. I really strongly this suggest This has to be it. a producer. Yeah. yeah. The producers no, know the, the punchline for this segment is when Rachel, <laughs> the homeowner, walks into this uh, one bedroom cell. <sighs> like, well, before even that happens, I could feel like Rachel's not feeling it to begin with. No. And we're, we're in the car and Doug leans over yes. very, very far from where he's sitting yes. to give her a kiss. And she, she gives him that cheek, man. There was no way that was nowhere near her lips and she hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and he regrets it immediately. Like he, <laughs> then the conversation gets so <laughs> awkward. He's like stumbling over his words. He's like, Oh, like you can see like, he's regretting it the thought bubbles are like popping up like everywhere quote unquote pathetic slow-mo replay that's what it's branded on the screen they they go with the pathetic slow-mo replay where they slow this thing down to like you are watching this two second uh reach over for a kiss play out over the course of like 30 seconds and every second of the replay is uh completely unbearable yeah, if you or a loved one has been personally attacked by Blind Date, the dating show, you may be entitled to compensation because mm-hmm. <laughs> these people go on there <laughs> to find love and they get trashed yeah. by the producers, you know, and the writers. And so, yeah, I hated watching him go in for that kiss because everything on her face said, oh, dear God, if I if I run, maybe he won't come install the drywall. Yeah. You know, like yeah. she's just sitting there like, I guess I can get through this. He says he can get power tools. Um and he, like Jess said, instantly. It's yeah. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Also, yeah, this shouldn't have happened. The kiss came after she promised that she wouldn't laugh at his bachelor pad. So that that was when he went in for the kiss after that. <laughs> I have her. a great diversion for Doug. He kind of could have just said, hey, for our fifth part of the date, let's just go to Home Depot. Like, I think that she would have loved that. She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Home Depot. I can get some landscaping done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been better than what ultimately happened. Because then they get (laughs) to Doug's apartment. Uh, Label it on the screen. This is Doug's entire (laughs) apartment. (laughs) This is on entire. (laughs) It's so bad that I don't even know how he opens his dresser drawers because the bed is pretty much right up against them. She had to climb over the bed to look out the window. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was awful. And here's the thing. If you think there's like a 1% chance that you will be having somebody over, at least in my mind, I'm going to tidy up. That's how he lives. He, he tried, lives Jessica. Like he tried. He put all the stuff in the closet. He cleans he up did. like a teenager. He really is 12. Honestly. <laughs> at least he's honest. Don't we like honesty? Oh, uh, yeah, look. Not that kind of honesty. I don't yeah. like, to, I don't want to, oh, but if I clean up my house, then I'm not being honest with my guests. No, you know I mean? he's a good host. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, he had no business showing her that home. He has no business living like that. And I hope he's doing well wherever he mm-hmm. is today. But yeah, he co- he walks her into his home, aka a bed with some dressers. And he immediately says, I'm just going to go to the little boy's room. And he goes in the restroom and leaves her sitting there on the edge of the bed in this filthy room. And of course, like a crazy person, Rachel decides to go through his stuff. Now, I've been pro-Rachel this whole time, but let me tell you, you don't just dig through people's stuff because you might find something that you don't like. Well, Sarah, do you have anything to comment on about this, considering we just talked about 
going through uh, other people's things? Well, um, I'm a big advocate for um, going into other people's things when I go to their <laughs> home. Okay. <laughs> I enjoy seeing how people organize their things and I like having a full tour of a home. So I might open up a drawer. I might open up a cabinet. Um, bedside tables, 100% off limits. I'm not a monster. Okay. <laughs> so can you give us an example of this? So, okay. So, uh, we have Sarah over and, uh, so are we giving you the tour and you just like yes. walk into a room and then are like also then like opening a closet or like, yeah, uh, like, I like to see a linen closet. Yeah. Like I like to and you see do it in front of the host. You do it like pu- publicly. It's not like you sneak Absolutely. in and then uh, what about medicine cabinet? Oh, medicine cabinets almost like the bedside table. If it's a close friend, I will look at the medicine cabinet <laughs> because I want to see their skincare. Yeah. Oh, skincare. <laughs> will you give any feedback or tips? Like, are you sort of presenting yourself like a Marie Kondo where it's like, hey, I oh, yeah. noticed this drawer uh, or this, this closet. I, I have some tips for you. Um, I would say it is 30% tips, 70% nosiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do love an organization project. My yeah. home is very organized. I've completely Marie Kondoed my home yeah. and I love it. Um, so yes, I do like a sneaky peek in a drawer. Yeah. Um, so I would be Rachel. I would be poking around in the drawers. It might be like horrible, but, um, look, if I, I need to see if there's utensils in the underwear drawer. Yeah. I need to be the one that discovers it. This was actionable information, Chappelle. Uh, yeah, we should call the police. Oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm kidding. <laughs> Abolish those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so watching uh, Rachel go through this and now picturing Sarah go, th- I wonder, I'm starting to wonder like how many women have gone through stuff. Oh, people own. do it. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't even blame Rachel in this situation, especially because she even asks. She's like, what about this closet? She like yells as she opens well, it. I think he's like, he's in the bathroom. Yeah. Like he's in the bathroom for a very long time. Also, uh, long he's time. like, you're not opening the closet, are you? And then, then she, she's like, <laughs> well, why don't you? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, who, who would yeah. I be to not open the closet now? Oh, yeah. So Sarah pointed out that he had his silverware in the underwear drawer and his underwear were laying on top of the on the dresser and then Rob pointed out that he didn't have a kitchen this is the first time I'm noticing that he did not have a kitchen yeah. I just want to know why he needs the silverware if he has nothing it's like a dorm to room eat. yeah yeah maybe yeah. he has like a hot pot like with ramen that's sitting in the bathroom <laughs> oh my god like, yeah mm-hmm. that's um, crazy how helpful is it to have one sock in the sock drawer uh, not very I helpful got- I got nothing. Not great. Uh, it's awful. No. I have those, like, I'm a crazy person. Like, I have those, like, uh, honeycomb organizers for my sock drawer. You got to get yourself some of those. A honeycomb if you organizer? Yeah, you basically, like, like, it's like Marie Kondo style. You basically, instead of balling your socks, which isn't good for the elastic, you lay them flat on each other and you roll them up and then you stuff them into a honeycomb. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of work for socks. Yeah. No, no, it's no. really not much more work than when you ball them. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. And I like to organize mine for, you know, winter socks, then thin long socks, and then thin small socks, short uh, socks. Okay. <laughs> uh, this has my attention. You you got, yeah, I might have to look into some of these. Yeah. This is pretty cool. <laughs> and this is why yeah. uh, someone like Doug's apartment would make me vomit because yeah. it looks awful. <laughs> 
and he drinks Scotch and Mountain Dew. Yes, I was going to ask. So for the bigger drinkers on the panel, uh, is this a drink? Scotch and Mountain Dew. This is disgusting. This sounds like something a college age kid would do if they're like, oh, the only two things I have are Scotch and Mountain Dew. What would you pair with Mountain Dew? Vodka and Mountain Dew? Tequila. And then it's like a margarita. Mm. I think I would do vodka and Mountain Dew. Yeah. I would just drink. Why not just drink scotch on its own? You don't need to add anything like to it. Like it's a bad color. Like I feel like that you uh, wouldn't want to mix something that's lime green with scotch. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've taken color theory. That's not a good color combination. <laughs> yeah. Rob, it's so crazy that you asked that question. This is the right panel for it on the Shit 90 Shows podcast. They have the 90s nightcap where every uh, week they talk about what they're drinking mm-hmm. while they record. And next time, if I'm ever blessed to be on the show, I might consider a Scotch. Mountain Dew Scotch cocktail. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first time I was on there, we, t- we did Snoop Dogg wine. And it has become, 19 Crimes has become a staple of the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, um, the 19 Crimes Snoop Dogg wine is always a staple. Yeah. There's actually a name for Scotch in Mountain Dew. It's called a Mountain Jack. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> There's more than one person besides Isn't Doug Jack that does Daniels this. whiskey. Uh, I, look, for the record, I just want to defend Doug a little bit because we, because I mean, his home is indefensible. But he never said this was Scotch and Mountain Dew. The producers dunked on him by putting the graphic up on the screen, but he wasn't like, "Do you like a little Scotch with your Mountain Dew?" You know, <laughs> he didn't do that. So for all we know, he was just drinking some random, you know. Random nightcap. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Some other uh, spirit yeah. mixed with Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or like uh, I don't know, Surge and Saki. I don't know what people drink when they when they live like that. Surge and Saki. I think. I mean, that's I think it can get yeah. worse than Scotch and Mountain Dew, but Surge and Saki will do it. I tried. Okay, uh, and that's it. She's gonna she's gonna leave, and then uh, when we come back, we'll find out how it went. Yeah, and she. I mean, of course, her first impression was, you don't invite people to your filthy home. How dare you? She said mm-hmm. this was the scariest apartment that she's ever been in in her life. <laughs> yeah. That's a very, 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 like, damning situation. Yeah. She'll go on another date with him. Yeah, she leads with a badge. She says that he was absolutely a gentleman. And she doesn't know why. But if he asks her out again, she would definitely go. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And get into Doug. He said he will walk through broken glass for this woman. Yes. Well, in fairness, walking through broken glass happens every time that Doug walks from his bed <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> That's just getting out of bed in the morning is him walking through broken glass. Yeah. And maybe he expects well, to have to do that with her home renovations. A lot of broken basically. glass around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he like gives the producers like big props. Like, thank you so much for introducing her to me. Like I've been looking coast to coast. Like he's very appreciative yes. of the blind date. Yep. Yeah. I don't think Doug's so do you- been on a date in a while. Actually. So the best thing about YouTube is that people love to go on and be like, yo, I know that guy. Yes. So you can get updates in the comments. <laughs> yes. And, and this commenter asked if Doug is still single and um, somebody commented back, hate to break the news to you, but Doug is officially off the market. He got married uh, in 2018. So it did take a little bit. This was in 2002. He was 29. They dated for a long time. You just want to be sure. You know, mm-hmm. here's yeah. the thing. If he, that he was 12 in this episode, uh, so you got to add like 16 years, then he's an appropriate age to get married. He's yeah. Like, and 
and um, another another thing. Um, although he's married from this uh, to this girl, um, he chooses to wear his NFL ring from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on his ring finger instead of a wedding ring. What do you mean he has an NFL ring from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Does right. he work More for them, or is he right. like a super fan? <laughs> He probably just got like a replica from Amazon and he chooses to wear that on his ring finger instead of his wedding ring. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. He probably works for the organization. Like he's probably like, uh, like, like, oh, like I was the custodian at the place. And you know, the, everybody on the team gets, you know, the actually, the, the I ring. do know that because I have a Yankees ring in <laughs> right there. So mm-hmm. that is a fact. Yeah. yeah, everybody in the everybody in the organization gets gets the the perks. You know, if you made the if you made the uh, the championship happen, even if you were a small con- con- contributor, I guess, then you get your ring. Uh, but I want to know who his his wife is. I just I just want to check on her, see if she's okay. Please, she's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What were Doug's talents? Like, what does he do for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? He likes golf. Are you asking? Is there a reason why he would have gotten his ring working for this right, organization? Right. Like, what does he do? Well, we know he doesn't uh, keep a tidy home. Mm-hmm. Um, He's think, not organized. We know that much. Yeah. So He's not part of the, the janitorial staff. Yeah, that's not his bag. Uh, he could be a mascot. He acts like he's 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he gives me mascot vibes. Yeah, for sure. He had no problem painting his hair. You know, it seems like mm-hmm. he's a, uh, like, like you said, he's a party guy. So yeah, mascot guys probably like. I don't know. Do the do the Buccaneers have a good non problematic mascot? Um, or are they like you know walking you around? He's a pirate? Pirates? I would. I don't know. I mean, do I they drink scotch and Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. They'd be more rum, right? Yeah. It's a pirate. Yeah, rum maybe, and Mountain Dew. Maybe he's like Gronk's caddy or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I think Rob. I think that covers our first yeah. our first blind date. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about our second couple, Steve and Francesca, and hear all about uh, their blind date when we get back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Francesca and Steve. All right. Uh, Francesca is 21. 
afraid of spiders and commitment. And Steve is 26 and some kind of a uh, funeral home accountant with sideburns. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, oh, uh, okay. So I'm an accountant. Fine. Say that. Say that you're an accountant. You start talking about the ins and outs of the funeral home and how that has to do with your job. And I just feel like that might have been TMI. Not that getting into like what's, what you do for your job or for what you do for money is like is private, but you don't want to scare anyone. Right. I think funeral homes are kind of that's a morbid conversation to have on a date. So yes. I was totally pressured to bring this up by producers. Yeah. Because all we saw after that was the clip art of the funerals, like the, the <laughs> caskets, yeah. the dead and guy. The life and death of the party. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, like, hold on. Am I a weirdo? Because I would be like totally asking so many questions about this. I feel like this is an interesting conversation starter. Yeah. Um, what we've gathered is that you're very nosy. Some would say inquisitive, but mm-hmm. if you would like to say nosy, that's fine. <laughs> I also did a deep dive trying to look for Steve, the funeral um, accountant. And what I've discovered <laughs> is that Steve is not the only funeral exclusive or funeral home exclusive um, accountant in the United States. Apparently, there's people that specialize in this, and they're proud to admit it. Yeah, is there? There's a community. Like uh, there's a like whole, a and there's more than one Steve because so, yeah, uh, yeah, that does this. Yeah, Steve the accountant sounds like a common name. So I <laughs> would guess that Steve actually doesn't have any interesting stories about what he does. Like he's all in QuickBooks. Like he's not at the funeral homes. He's just getting like, you know, itemized list and he's just like putting things into the system. Like, I, I don't think that Steve has any cool stories about the funeral home. Mm, yeah. And even if he did, right. Steve doesn't seem like he's so interested in talking either. We'll see throughout this date that he gets, he clams up a few times and uh, he's with one of the most talkative people who've ever lived. And this is coming from one of those people and very much in that <laughs> same tribe. <laughs> Yeah, but like he's he he she wants to talk, and the best he has is like, oh, I do like accounting stuff for some funeral homes, but you know, let's not get into that too much. And she's like, okay, let's talk about me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the rest of the ep- like the rest of the episode and the date, he just is struggling to make conversation. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. The real the real get for Steve is the fact that he has these like giant sideburns and that he like does something to do with funeral homes. That's the draw for mm-hmm. getting him on the show, and then he gets upside burned midway through the date so what's he gonna do yeah. he lost yeah. his thing you know well, that's his thing yeah and now that i know that there's a whole community of accounting you know graveyard accountants then I, he doesn't have a thing does he <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah now he's just like one in a million now it doesn't even now he's not even a good draw mm-hmm. yeah yeah so steve has like these epic sideburns were, were sideburns having a moment in 2002 that i missed I had to be. Yeah. No, definitely. I dated a guy. Uh, it must have been around the mid, no, mid to late, early 2000, early aughts. And he had really big, like, mutton chops. So it was definitely a thing. Um, but this guy's wasn't quite mutton choppy enough for me. They were like, they're not like wide enough. It was like he was going to do a sideburn thing, but then like mm-hmm. chickened out halfway through. Um, and the, again, if that's the most, like, interesting thing about this guy in my opinion like the 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 draw here was francesca it was not steve who's pretty boring yeah yeah 
He's also 26, dating a 21-year-old. And not to say that that's a huge age difference, but she just turned 21. So he's like, let's go drinking. I'm like, you know, I'm not... I, at 26, I wouldn't, I wouldn't date a 21-year-old. Like, just not someone... Fr- like, it just feels like it's too fresh. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to go to more bars and do stuff. Even though she doesn't seem like she's had a problem getting into bars and things. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that a few times. Like, had- oh, no, pe- people buy me drinks here. People buy me drinks there. I'm like... <laughs> You know, maybe he he seemed like he was looking to have a good time and she might have been looking for someone to date. I'll say that. Well, she doesn't date anybody under 25. So, you know, people are going to have to make the sacrifice and date this uh, young woman who is also a sorority girl, yes. by the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is apparently her occupation. Who knew? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we we never learned anything else about her. All we know is that she went to college. Like, no, we oh. did. We find out that apparently uh, she's from Colorado and guys are not shy about buying her drinks in Colorado. Oh, yeah. but she's a real tough time about it here. Yes. Right. Buying an underage woman. She just turned 21, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like Friday, she turned 21. Monday, Sunday, she was on the date. Hence yeah. the need for people to buy her the drinks. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Herself. That's true. Um, this date kicks off with some uh, belly dancing lessons. Okay. Uh, you know, very on brand for blind date. Okay. Uh, learn how to belly dance. Yeah. yeah. I, my favorite line from this part is that she says, you know, I'm kind of a natural Britney. I was mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? And I thought about it. She's talking about Britney Spears. Yes. <laughs> I was like, if, if someone tells you that, like Jess was talking about red flags earlier. You put this on the list of red flags. I'm a natural kind Britney. Of a Britney. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a Britney. Like, oh, okay. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> Chappelle's tweets pop up at the bottom of the screen. Like, <laughs> get me out of here. Sarah, I feel like even if someone today said, I'm kind of a Britney, I feel like I would That's know what they good. meant by that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that is a good. You don't think it's good, Rob? I think like it's great to Are be you a in natural a conservatorship. Britney. Is that the no. right word? Yeah. No. no, maybe it's not so much of a good thing, but mm-hmm. you know, to be a natural belly dancer, I feel like that's a true talent. Yeah. All right. Except Steve what? is not what? not good at belly dancing. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. He's what's, putting what's, he's definitely like putting it all in the badunka dunk. That's for yeah. sure. It's a lot of hip, not a lot of belly going on with uh, when Steve starts to belly dance. What's what's worse? Being a a, a natural Britney or a full on Manet? Or Monet, I guess I should say. I think that it's worse being a full-on Monet. Yeah. Yeah. Because far away, it looks good, but up close, it's a big old mess. <laughs> it's, like, it's a big old mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I was a natural Britney at that age, but whatever. Fine. <laughs> so uh, we get into then uh, dinner and we hear the story about the difference between how in Colorado, uh, guys buy you drinks... So that they can talk to you in LA, guys talk to you and then buy you drinks. Is, is, isn't that interesting? It's Riveting. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Now we know why they need the clip art. Because otherwise, these are the conversations that we're listening to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how right. did he even get in this conversation in the first place? Like, How did Francesca get to this point where she had to tell this story? I think she was loud talking, you know, like she saw who shows up, Johnny with the sideburns who across the room. And she's like, you know what I like? Someone <laughs> to buy me a drink. bar that he's at yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was serendipitous. It was yeah. meant to be yeah. that she was going to have this conversation. It was foreshadowing. With- 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's alluding to like, please somebody, dear God, buy me a drink. But that's what happens when you date a 21 year old. That's all they think about because they just started yeah, doing it. It's exactly. like on the front of their minds. Yeah. And she's like, does this make sense? And he's like, yeah, it makes sense, I guess, but still boring to talk about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The thing is, is this is just one little snippet of their conversation. As Rob said, they're traveling like 45 minutes between locations. Guaranteed Francesca talked about 50 other topics in between, <laughs> you know, those in between those car rides. Mm-hmm. I just know this girl because honestly, I probably was this girl. <laughs> this poor man, Steve, has nothing to give her on these on these talks. Like she's talking and he's just nodding his head like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever you mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't think he's here to date her. I think he's uh, got uh, like a little bit more fun on the, on the horizon and or that's it. Yeah. You know. He said he doesn't look for anything serious, so it looks like it. He's laid well. back, laid back, Stevie yeah. accountant. Um, he, they go to <laughs> Dublin's Irish pub, and uh, she asks him, "So, like, uh, what kind of guy are you? Like, are <laughs> you nice? Are you mean? Are you funny? What are What are you, Steve?" <sighs> And if someone asks you that, you have like if you're a horrible person, you have to lie. This there's no right yeah. answer to this question because if you're telling the truth, then okay, that person's gonna like everyone's gonna say I'm a good guy or I'm you know honest or I'm loyal or whatever. No one in that moment is gonna say I live in Doug's house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have you know like what kind of guy are you? Oh, I'm a slob. I'm a fixer have, upper. Yeah, I'm a fixer upper. What was it, Jess? A fixer a fixer upper. Uh, oh, with what, a good foundation. He's structurally foundation. sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what kind of guy are you? I'm structurally sound, you know? Yeah. Who says yeah. it's so boring? And But, like, here's the thing. Steve is an accountant for funeral homes, and his turnoff is missing teeth. Like, obviously, there's no... What, whose turnoff is... Mi- like, no one likes missing teeth. There has yeah, to be... That's it's everybody's turnoff. Right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, what is he... What, Sarah, what is he supposed to say here when you ask, what kind of guy are you? What's the right answer? I think the issue is that they're five hours into the state. They already had a two hour car ride from one side of LA to the other side of LA. And she has to ask this question. Um, I would turn it around. What kind of girl are you? Um, And then she'll talk for another 20 minutes. And that would be great for, um, for Steve who doesn't want to talk at all. All right. So now things take a turn when all of a sudden, uh, the guy from across the room with even bigger sideburns that Jess alluded to, where mm-hmm. that, okay, so Steve the accountant has sideburns. This man just has like, um, I, I don't even know how I would describe Neck this. Yeah, like Johnny uh, Button Chops. Mu- they go all the way to his neck. Button Chops. It's incredible. But, but like, but very thin. Mutton chops, like a straight line, like uh, you basically like velcroed like an eraser, like onto the sides of his face. <laughs> this is the most disgusting facial hair I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and this man's sideburns are so offensive. First of all, but they've given him the confidence that I aspire to have because this man watches the date. Right, he sees Steve and Francesca and the cameras, and he sees that they're on a date, and he decides to buy her a drink in the middle of their date, then invites himself over to just have a conversation and introduce himself in the middle of the date. Yeah, and then he invites her to a party in the middle of the date. Go away, mutton chops. Go away. Yeah. All right, Chappelle, how do you handle this if you are Steve the accountant 
You were on a on a first date with this woman, oh, yes. and now here comes Johnny Sideburns. He has sent the drink to this woman you were on a date with. Johnny Button shows up. All right. So first of all, when the waiter comes over and says, "Hey, uh, here's a drink for for you, a drink for the uh, Mountain Dew and Scotch for the lady, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, and one more drink from Johnny Buttons over there." That's when you tell her, "Don't worry about it." I'll buy you a drink. And then you reach over and you drink the one that Johnny Mudd yes. bought. Oh, oh, that is a power move. Mm-hmm. Not power move, yeah. You flex. Wow. You hand her your drink and you say, I'll get you another one. And you drink that one. I think you, you have to maintain have, eye contact too when you do you it. Have you have to like, look at him. Yeah, you have to look at him as you drink it. And then thank him. Wave. You I'm know. telling you, if that happened, Francesca, her whole attitude towards Steve would turn around. Right. The, I'm not saying something similar to this has happened to me, but in, I was maybe at a steakhouse with a friend, maybe. And when I went to the restroom, I came back and she she likes attention. I'm an attention giver. We 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 mesh. But I come sit down and she says, oh, that that waiter tried to hit on me. And so I said, oh, do you want me to get him fired? And she was like, no, oh my God. I was like, OK, cool. <laughs> and then after that, she was like wow, he must really like me. He's going to get the way to fire by me. I was like, I never intended on getting him fired. But at the same time, sir, don't play me. Mm-hmm. Play me Zero on. to a hundred. Should we get him fired? I choose violence. He started not should it. I, yeah. Not should I have a conversation with the guy immediately. Look, should I get him fired? Right. Should I get him fired? I mean, because you obviously want me to yeah. give him some attention. You should have, you told him no. He went away. If he comes back over here, I will dismiss him because you're on the clock and don't be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. But Johnny Muttons, oh no, you got to flex on Johnny Muttons. You got to take the drink and you have to look him or you have to pour it out. You know, I was going to some- say, what if you made yeah. eye contact and just went, boom. <laughs> Sorry, Muttons. <laughs> yeah, nah. And then just point to your right own here. sideburns. Yeah. Like, yeah, buddy. Mm. <laughs> take that. But that's just the first part of this interaction because now Johnny is going to come <laughs> sit down and park at the table and now start up a, a conversation with Francesca. And by the way, Steve did not handle things uh, in any way, shape or form the way that Chappelle described. Uh, he just sat there and then here comes uh, here comes Johnny. He was like, hey, uh, so... Uh, what's going on? I'm having a party tomorrow night. You you want to come? Yeah, this this party is like on like a business card. Also, it's tiny. Why is it such a small flyer for a party? Um, I feel like the thing about Steve is Steve loves assertive women, and so by proxy, I assume that Steve is just a super laid back guy. So he doesn't know how to handle this interaction. Meanwhile, Johnny Muttons is like super assertive dude who's like, let me buy you a shot and invite you to a party while you're already on a date. He does not give an F that Steve is on this date with Francesca. Oh, mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. And I feel like Francesca likes, likes a more laid back guy. She, I don't know if she's into the Johnny Muttons yeah. of it all. I thought that she was into it. I mean, she seemed I was, very, very happy. Like she, yeah, seemed, she, she was. Her face lit up in a way that it did not with Steve. Absolutely, she was like that was forward, but it wasn't like a dismissive that was forward. It was like I'm really into this. Yes. and I was thinking that she was all aboard the Johnny train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she just wanted the free drink. <laughs> 
I do wonder that, I mean, Johnny talking about being like a DJ or something. Like, is Johnny like all night? Basically, this is his move of he's buying, he's buying drinks for different young women and then giving the flyer to them and saying, Hey, tomorrow night I'm having this party where I'm a DJ. And then basically like, this is what he's not dating any of these people. He's just inviting young women to his DJ thing tomorrow night. Like a promoter. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, oh, okay, here's my card. Make sure you text me so that you can get in for free. I can help you skip the line. He's a creep. I, I hate him. Look, I hate Johnny Muddens. Yeah. People like that deserve nothing nice in life. You mm-hmm. don't interrupt someone's date televised because now I have to embarrass myself on television by embarrassing you. Mm-hmm. See, because I'm already getting dunked on on TV. You know, if I'm on blind date, yep. I'm imagining the whole time what the captions are saying. Like, look at this schmuck. You know, like, what's he <laughs> like? And so when Johnny walks up, I'm imagining the caption like look at sideburns like he's out he's gonna outside burn you and so of course i'm gonna puff my chest out mm-hmm. a little bit and i'm gonna clown him on television i would have i would have embarrassed my whole family and every friend that i know they would have been like uh do you, have you talked to chappelle i don't know what chappelle he, uh, he got on television <laughs> acting a damn fool because johnny button showed up and tried to sun him no absolutely not mm-hmm. this was not okay Francesca has a special place for johnny's uh business card now uh, Jess and Sarah, is uh, this sort of like garter belt uh, wallet, is this a new invention? I think this is an invention as old as time. I think that this is probably <laughs> from like the 1500s. I think that this is like, honestly, this is some Bridgerton stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you get the garter belt wallet and you put any necessities in there. You got your lipstick, you got your key, you got your credit card. This is like a classic thing. Yeah, I think this totally makes sense in the age before cell phones. This makes so much sense because nowadays we have the cell phones that have like a credit card slot and all of that. You know, the cell phone case that has that in it. It makes more sense. But pre-cell phone, this is genius. You can wear a tight dress. No one can see it. It's up your leg. So I like. I mean, I feel like I doubt someone would mug you in that area usually. I like it's a genius idea. Now it's kind of obsolete. But back in the day, that was really cool. I would think there's a chance that you're going to lose uh, everything. Is, is is that is that crazy? This thing like, is going to fall, fall off. Yeah, like I feel like that uh, again. I don't really understand like how it's not just like you put one too many things in here and this thing is going to. Uh, you gotta be and, careful. You gotta don't be put careful. coins in there. You be careful. And there's a lot of drinking that goes on. I feel like uh, for the wearer of this. Realistically, I think you're either putting it in your garter wallet or you're putting it in your bra. Like where if you're wearing a tight dress, where else are you putting your cash? Honestly, mm-hmm. right. right. Unless you're wearing I, a fanny pack. I do think that this is a better move than the fanny pack and yes. than in the bra. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a garter holster, you know, like she's like Annie Oakley, like she just whips out the gun mm-hmm. from like her yeah, from her thigh. Which charge you know, it. Yeah, this <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this goes for like this is for like the the woman w- with the thigh gap on the go. You know, <laughs> she mm-hmm. she needs somewhere to keep her things uh, because if if your legs are rubbing together, I don't think this is a good time. I don't think you want to wear this. Um, no. What else yeah. did she have in there? Um, she, cash. She cash. said lipstick. Yeah. She yeah. said that she could put lipstick in there if she felt like wearing lipstick. It's like, okay, I guess you don't feel like wearing lipstick today. No Mm -hmm. problem. I think that's kind of a bad spot for lipstick, personally. Especially if it's a bullet lipstick. Maybe like a liquid lip would work in that area. But I feel like 
like on your thigh could get pretty warm and a bullet lipstick. I just don't think is something you want to put in there personally, mm-hmm. but mm. all right. Yeah. Um, they are going to then uh, have the taxi ride home and <laughs> Steve is going to uh, request a kiss and uh, it is uh, not really going to happen. Oh, this was hard to watch. No dice. Yeah, they, they haven't been connecting. He has to know this. Uh, this man just interrupted your date, which I think any woman would probably look at you a little bit differently if you just let that happen. Uh, and so now they're sitting in the car kind of awkwardly. He says, hey, can I have a kiss? She goes, nope. He says, oh, well, well why? She says, I don't kiss on the first date. He's like, is that just like a rule of thumb or is that something? Mm, like, yeah. No. We negotiate on this? Or, right. Sarah, have you ever done the double handhold at the end of a date? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, no, yes, I have. Oh, I have. You're a monster. No, you're not like no. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, it's like the first date, it's like asking to kiss at the first date is just terrible. It's like, guys, like take the initiative, just kiss at the first date. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just like go cheek, in. Though he didn't want to risk the cheek. Oh, that's true. Doug did get the cheek, mm-hmm. but but still, I think like. Take the shot for the kiss. Risk the cheek. Uh, don't ask, because that lo- that ruins the romantic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh gosh, it was hard to watch. No, no, look, I'd much rather you give me the cheek than give me the double hands. Like if I see you reaching for my, <laughs> I, I, don't touch me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was almost like I don't know what's worse: the double handhold or like the awkward hug with like your butts out. Like yeah, I don't know what's worse between the two, but they're both really cringy. Oh. I'll tell you what's worse: a one-handed, a one-armed hug. <gasps> oh, you're oh, gosh. right. With the mm-hmm. gaps, yeah, like with yep. the space. It's well, like a yep. shoulder hug. Yeah, like, you look and like your the- pals in the sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the that's the bottom tier of the hugs. Yeah, it could have been worse for him. It yeah. could have been worse. Then we get the Roger Lodge because then, like, uh, so what they really think about all this? Uh, they're gonna go on another date. Let's let's find out. And um, we find out uh, Francesca was a big fat no. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't think she'll date him romantically. That's a nice way of saying like, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but she she, she, she is doesn't going want to be go friends with him. Yeah, Steve's from, lucky no. if he gets the friend zone from Francesca. Right. But she does want to go to Mudden's party. But she, she doesn't want like him like that. But yeah, we she just wants a party. party. She wants a party. She's 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's 21. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. What they do. Right. My favorite part of this episode, and it's my favorite part of most blind date episodes, is the very end. They like to insert random like uh, segments. Blind date mismatch. Yeah, this time it was blind date mismatch. Sometimes it's other things. You just have to watch as many episodes as I have. You get to see them all. But yeah. um, the blind date mismatch was very entertaining. You had uh, Yvonne and Jason, and they went to dinner. And in the mismatch portion, they always just jump to the bad part, right? They don't want to get they, they yeah. like, hey, let's let's yada yada all the meet and greet, the 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 hair dyeing segments, all that stuff. Let's jump right into where it all goes to hell. And I mean, she Yvonne is seems like a really nice lady, and she's like, you know what? I'm from across the pond. You know, I'm from overseas or where the hell she said she's from. And you seem like you were a bit hesitant with that. But now it feels like you're loosening, loosening up. And he says, no, actually, no. this is worse. <laughs> and I went out. Got worse. Halfway through, he just gets up and leaves. Yeah. He says, you mind if I just leave you here at the bar? And I don't want to continue the date. 
Enjoy yeah, your and, dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves her there. I was like, this is the content that I come here for. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even finish the bread basket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And in fairness to Yvonne, uh, that may, it might have been Jason, like, uh, not being happy with the blind date production, just in general, of like, I, I don't look, I've seen the show. I don't like how this is going. This is going to yeah. be a trajectory. I'm pulling the ripcord. I'm out. Um, but right. what I like then is that. that they basically followed Yvonne to another bar, the cat and fiddle. And it was like, Hey, you seem like you're fun. Can we just follow you around the rest of the night? <laughs> and, you know, she probably told them that too. Like the guy's like, can y'all go? And she looks at the producer like, want to hang out? They're like, sure, whatever. Let's go do something. She's like, Oh, I'm going to go do I'm something. Just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to the cat and fiddle and it looks like very quickly. She meets a, what we think might be a nice guy. And she's kissing all over him. Look at Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Go Yvonne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You no. go, Yvonne. Go, Yvonne. So, <laughs> Wasn't going to waste yeah. her 15 minutes, that's for sure. Yeah. Right. The blind date mismatch uh, seems like smart on the producer's part, where it's like, I guess that they have sort of like these uh, not fully formed episodes of blind date, where it's like, whatever, they, they didn't get to three segments, but they're going to figure out some way how to use this footage and not have it be a total waste to fill a segment. Yeah. This is a reality TV kind of trope as well, where reality TV shows always like to have like the goofy um, like outtakes. Right. So it might be the auditions on American Idol or something like this, where you have like a, a compilation of the things that you that brought you here to watch the show. Like there are some very good things you can take from a show like Blind Date. Like you can watch people find true love. I'm sure. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that in my thousands of episodes watching, but I'm sure it's a possibility. But you're always going to get. A train wreck. We're going to try to make sure we get one of those in each episode, and that's what keeps people coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what the, the mismatch is for. But they have other segments, too. I mean, like it, what else it'll do go they from have? The, yeah, they'll do like, uh, like they might do like, uh, if someone goes on a second date, maybe they'll like do a follow-up oh. with them. Yeah, they, they, try to, they try to make it interactive, it especially if it's, it's an interesting couple, you know? Or they'll like just highlight a really good date at the very end. Like, oh, look, this happens sometimes because they want to like publicize the hotline, the mm-hmm. blind date hotline. It's like a 1-800 mm-hmm. number you call and I guess you talk to Roger Lodge on the phone. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, talking about the blind date hotline, we saw a commercial for that. So I took the liberties of calling the blind date yes. hotline. God, of, of course, course you did. And um, good news. Good news. It's still up and running. Yes. I'm not what? quite sure if it's blind date exclusive, but they it's definitely you call the number and it's still a dating hotline right. uh, that's up and running. So you press one if you want to talk to sexy singles that are men. You press two if you want to talk to women. So it's still hot. Um, hot and running and oh my if, god uh, <laughs> and if Paul, I get, this is your next yeah. podcast series yeah and yeah. if um <laughs> i get charged 15 dollars, it's gonna be really awkward to talk to yeah. my mother-in-law about why i've been calling the blind date hotline no 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 pro tip says you hang up before you put your credit card information mm-hmm. in Duh. yeah Gosh. um roger oh, you Lodge. never called the blind date hot day hotline before geez yes roger Lodge <laughs> is on social media uh, that he is uh, the host of uh, the Sports Lodge, which I guess is uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim pregame show. Wow. Oh. On Distinguished. <laughs> yeah. AM a- 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 830. You can check out Roger Lodge. <laughs> is is Roger Lodge on Twitter? He is. That's, yeah. So that uh, 
Chappelle, he is uh, verified and has 17,000 followers. Do you think Roger Lodge would say hi to me if I told him I was a big fan? Oh, my God. Oh, either, 110%. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, that, this comes up, like, with Mark L. Wahlberg on uh, the Temptation Island uh, podcast. That I think Mark L. Wahlberg follows every single thing about Temptation Island. He loves it. Uh, I'm not sure if Roger Lodge is trying to distance himself from the blind date at this point. <laughs> okay, well, I'm almost He's done angels all the my time. tweet. Yeah, I'm almost done constructing my tweet. I'll let you know what he says. Maybe mm-hmm. next week I'll have an update because I am <laughs> definitely reaching out to Roger Lodge. He needs to know that this show shaped me uh, as a human being and as a person. Yeah. You know, all okay. the things, all aspects. <laughs> so that was all one episode. Uh, but then yes. there was also another clip, uh, which was uh, titled on YouTube, the most epic episode of Blind Date ever. Yeah, I mean, once I saw that, I couldn't not submit it in, you know, as as uh, like content for us to talk about. You have to know what's the most epic episode of it, you know. And, yeah, and this was pretty epic. It was pretty oh, yeah. epic, but I, th- I I feel like that they may have oversold this particular <laughs> really? blind date clip. It's a little hyperbolic. Of the yeah. most epic episode, like I mean. That the, I mean, there are ma- many many episodes of Blind Date that end in hot tubs and. Like a, I'm sorry, do most end up with a razor in a drunk person's mm-hmm. hand? Like, this was very <laughs> fun. But, but Chappelle, would you say this was the most epic ever blind date? No, by no, by no means was this the most epic. And I've, I've seen a lot of them. And I mean, <laughs> there be people have done some wild stuff on this show. There have been people who've come in and joined the date, like, uh, like Sideburns guy, but mm-hmm. did not leave. You know, there there are dates where these things are turn out really, really good and yeah. it makes for great TV. We uh, saw and then there are dates like this one that turn out really bad. Yeah. There were coming attractions for episodes where people were getting like buck naked on uh these uh blind dates. So that you know, these dates get wild. Yeah. This was pretty tame for the blind date uh audience, but for YouTube, I think this is a yeah. this, this was a pretty epic Insane one. for a real date. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. So like, let's meet Epic Lauren is almost not the best word. Yeah. yeah. Epic is almost not the best word for this. Maybe like disastrous, you know? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Messy. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. Messy is good. All right. Uh, Lauren and Bill. Uh, so, yes, sir, we've paired up two UCLA college students uh, who love to drink. <laughs> match made in heaven, like you would match. think. Yeah. 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 Both third years, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, Lauren loves, um, you know, she's loves talking also. She's never been in love. She says, um, being a kisser is key or else it won't work. And he likes intimate encounters in public places. So Jess is sweating already. I hated this. I hated this. The minute I heard this, I was like, um, excuse me. Sorry. But like, what? (laughs) Jess famously likes going on dates in public with her teachers and her family there as well to watch. <laughs> she loves PDA. It's her thing. Yeah. Just likes going on dates with the yardstick. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, the funny thing was is seeing that Bill's turn on was smooth skin and I was like, foreshadowing mm-hmm. <laughs> for later in the date. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, this date was an absolute mess. And it didn't have to be. No. It did not have to be. I think you had two people who were on the same wavelength at first. We're just trying to have a good time. I'm 21. You're 22. Let's go drink. Let's go have like fun. They call me wild. They call me inhibited. They got, you know, they're doing all the adjectives. Everything's matching up, you know? And then the alcohol kicks in. Yeah. First of all, I I want to start pre-alcohol. 
Uh, they mm-hmm. go, they head over to the uh, Four Points Sheridan, uh, which is uh, look at, which is uh, right outside of LAX. It's basically like one if you were gonna like uh, basically like have a, st- a, a a layover in Los Angeles for the night. Uh, this is like a place that you would go, and that this was a weird thing. He's just giving her a massage in the Four Points Sheridan. Did, did anybody quite understand uh, what this part of the date is? Maybe it doesn't make much sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring you to the airport, Sheridan, and then you give her a massage. Yeah. The only good thing is that they both got some sweet um, four-point Sheridan robes Mm -hmm. that they probably got to go home with. Mm -hmm. So that's a plus. Sarah, would you ever let a person massage you on your first date with them? Well, this was pre-COVID. Yeah, I mean the world's different Mm -hmm. now. Maybe maybe pre-COVID, maybe anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, or no. let somebody that wears sunglasses on the back of their head give me a massage. <laughs> that's probably the bigger, like that's the bigger point of all of this. Like, why are you wearing those on the back of your head, sir? How dare you? Love yourself. Why do you have a chin strap? So many oh. questions. Yeah, let's get back to the chin strap anyway, right? So we've <laughs> talked about facial hair a little bit. Uh, again, we know Jess is a big fan of facial hair. She like mm-hmm. a, a, she likes a good beard, right? I like a beard, yeah, yeah. But this is an obnoxious chin strap. And I don't even know if it would be obnoxious if the producers weren't letting us know every three seconds that this chin strap is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the cartoon images that are popping up are just the chin strap just going to town, dunking on everyone and like talking about how important the chin strap is to the to this date. And I, you, re- you really kind of lose sight of the date because the chin strap is so dis- like distracting. And I kind of think she had the same moment. I think after a while, Lauren is finally like, well, let's talk about that. You know, like she could not address it anymore. Um, but those are his personality traits. It's I like alcohol and I like chin straps. But my question for y'all is, do you think that they got to have any say so in the dates that they go on? Like, do you think this yeah. was his I'd like, hey, let's go give each other massages or do the producers say this? And both of y'all like, no, that's not we don't want to do that. Like, what happens if you just are completely against the date? You go. And you leave. I, I, I think most people are like, oh, "Well, this is not my thing." Like, you think that Doug wanted to go into the Snapple? Uh, he punk wants to makeover? belly dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, in fact, they try to find something that you're purposely not going to like. Yeah. yeah. They want you to put you in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, they seemed relatively comfortable and they had deep conversation about their longest relationships. Now, 21 and 22 year old talk about, so what's your longest relationship? It doesn't matter. If you had a relationship before you're 21 and you're still not in it, it doesn't count. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're 21 yeah. and you're, you say your longest relationship is two and a half years, then that's a high school relationship. It's like yeah. not that impressive. Mm hmm. Yeah, and hers was four months, and I felt seen. Question mark. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, they're gonna go to dinner now, and uh, with dinner comes drinks. And is this a sushi restaurant? What kind of restaurant was this? This is a Thai restaurant. Thai I restaurant. actually looked this up. It's on Larchmouth. It's a Thai restaurant on Larchmouth. It's known for its quote unquote hot Thai girl waitresses. It's oh. essentially the Hooters of Thai restaurants. Okay. There's a Hooters of Thai. It is. It's Chandra. Yeah, okay. I did notice their waitress had like a pink t shirt with like a fake tie on it. And I was like, that is very early 2000 to me. <laughs> yeah. It's like Avril Lavigne, who? Yeah. They, they actually got in a little bit of trouble for um, their treatment of the Hooter girls of Thai restaurants. So, okay. wait, wait. What trouble did they get into? Ah. 
tr- what you would expect. Yeah. This type of establishment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So Yeah, but they get shots with dinner. I'm sorry. Who orders shots with dinner? With dinner. And I believe it was shots of Jaeger. They're doing uh, a lot of shots of Jaeger and this, also eating uh, margaritas. Or drinking this margaritas, man, sorry. This man margaritas. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Long Island iced teas. Like we totally, we got the whole heap of yeah. drinks on this date. Blended mm-hmm, margaritas. Yeah. Love ya. Love ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that we see like a different part of Bill's personality come out as he's uh, starting to drink. Uh, can, can anybody describe uh, how Bill gets once he starts drinking? He's a loud douche. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the like scientific term is probably like sloppy. Like he's a sloppy mess. Um, he, yeah, he sucks. I mean, he gets super drunk. I'm not even going to talk about the state of his clothes. We can get on that later. But he gets super drunk and he's in, he's kind of like, he's a party drunk. So he wants to talk loud. Like he wants to take shots. He wants to dance. He's like doing the things. He's, uh, it's very entertaining to watch, but you can see her kind of losing interest. Like at first she's oh, drunk yeah. with him. And then she's starting to realize like, oh no, he can't hold his liquor like I can. And then he's like falling over a little bit. His feet is learned. He's like, I may get some more margaritas. And mm-hmm. he is this before or after they pull out the no, this is when he No, there's still yeah, another before. location to get yeah. to. <laughs> they, look, here's here's the coolest thing about them. They get drunk before they go to the dive bar. Like they're yeah. like, let's get drunk and then they move on. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think gotta, she was still yeah, she was still feeling him at this point a little bit, but he kind of screws that yeah. up eventually. Yeah, so, they gotta blow this popsicle stand. <laughs> so we see like all the empty glassware from all the drinks. And then they head off to the Sagebrush Cantina, which I mean you could look this up on the map. Uh they're in like uh central uh Los Angeles and then Sagebrush Cantina easily, you know, 40, 45 minute uh car ride to get to uh, all the way in the valley to get to the Sagebrush Cantina. <laughs> And now the subject of the chin strap is coming up. Oh, Sarah, what can you tell us about the Sagebrush Cantina? I'm sure you've looked it up. <laughs> I did not. I, you know what? I just was so floored. I've by been the there. Sarah. Have oh, you? Yeah. Oh my One God. of Rob's spots. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about it. No, it's um, a place. It's in Calabasas uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, they have a big like outdoor bar area. So, um, no, you know, it's a decent place to, to go to. It's just very, very far away from where they were on the last spot and on the date. And did you order a razor with your dinner? No. So this is definitely like, a, like she's, she must have been complaining about the chin strap. And this like that the producers would like tell a PA, like, all right, you get over to Rite Aid, go buy a pack <laughs> of razors and uh, whipped cream. And then because they shave, they shave with whipped cream. Uh, I mean, may, maybe the Sagebrush Cantina gave them the whipped cream, but they definitely sent some PA to, out to go buy disposable razors. Uh, yeah, this was this was the Survivor Amazon moment of like, get us some chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, like, get the exactly girl some whipped cream and a disposable <laughs> razor. Get the girl right. a shick. Yeah, I believe he said, bring me a margarita and a, and a razor, and they did. And this woman began to well, okay, well here's the thing. Yeah, she's like, can I shave it, please? Can I mm-hmm. take this chin strap away from my date? Yeah, and he goes, 
I mean, if you're let me kiss you, then yeah, sure. Yeah. She's like, fine, whatever. I don't care. Um, like she gets the razor and she goes to work. Yes. And at that point, I think he feels like I've done it. Like she likes me, you know, she's shaving my facial hair. She says she's going to kiss me. We're having a good time. She's been drinking. I'm wasted. This is working out. Everything's yeah. fine. Chappelle, this ties back not. to last week's RHAP Rewind that uh, recently talked about uh, Tyrese, I feel like, had uh, an incident like this. Yeah. Tyrese was uh, doing some shaving as well. Uh, it went viral. I wouldn't look it up if you're, uh, you know, not into that kind of thing. But it definitely, it might have been a chin strap. Just a different jump thing. off. Yeah, yeah, it was a jump off. Yeah. <laughs> well, but yeah. So I think he's drunk enough to where he's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm winning. I think I'm here. Right? He's like, you love it. You love it. You love it. And then he does the thing where he reaches over. She kissed him. She kissed him. Yeah. Sloppily. Like very sloppily. It. He thought he had it. Booyah. He kept yeah. saying. He kept saying booyah. <laughs> booyah. Only many times. Booyah. Booyah. What do you Woo. think? What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? You love it. Operator. Where is yeah. my beer? But, but he's singing the song. Uh, he got the jump on uh, patron karaoke when he's singing uh, Smooth Operator. <laughs> which, smooth Operator. Yeah. Smooth Operator. Yeah. And not even like a recent hit in 2002. <laughs> I've it's, been singing Smooth Operator all day because of this. I think if he, I think he thinks if he says you love it enough times that she actually will indeed love it. Um, but it's just there's no going. No, she, she. Spoiler <laughs> alert: she didn't love it. Mm-hmm. He spills a drink full on in her lap. Yeah, full on in her lap. What drink was that? Like a White Russian thought, or something that he spilled I on thought, her. It was whatever they've been dipping that oh, razor. I think it was the, oh, the, the razor. <laughs> That's ten times worse. That's ten times yeah. worse. And who knows? It honestly could have had some of his blood in it. Because yeah. I have a question for Sarah. Sarah, you have a significant other who has facial hair or can grow facial hair, I should say. Have you ever shaved his face? I would be terrified. No, I've never shaved his face. But I do think that she did. Lauren did a really good job shaving his face. It yeah. looked really smooth. It's impressive considering she's been drinking as well. Yeah, never never shaved. But somehow my fiance still consistently cuts himself every single time he shaves, even though he's been doing this for goodness knows how long. <laughs> so I fully expect there to be some droplets in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially because she used they used whipped cream. It just doesn't yes. seem like it would be effective, you know, in a, in, in a situation like this. Like, I wonder why, like, yeah. if they're going to get him a razor, they might as well get him shaving gel. Because I'm like, what are the producers thinking when they're like, are they going to, she, maybe she'll lick the whipped cream off of him. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. I'm sure that is what blind date producers are thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, she did seem like she was into it until the razor juice fell on her. Like once, once that happened, once the white Russian wasted on her, I, it was over. Like you, those there in life, we have very sobering moments, right? Where like you could be drunk. And then if one, if this one thing happens, that's it. Party's There's over. no coming back. Yeah, it's over. And this was it. And he is, he doesn't even notice, right? Like it happens and she, her no. face completely breaks. She's done. Like her night is over and he's still like, yeah, you like it. Chica, chica, yeah, chica, yeah. Like, he tried to make love in, in the back seat. Like, <laughs> well, I love him. Then he's like, no, are you mad at me? Mm-hmm. Right. He said, if I was you her, don't look too happy. Like, he said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I was her, I'd have been like, hell yeah, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he razor juice you love lap. it. You love it. You love it. She didn't love it. Are you mad at me? No, you love it. Booyah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Do we need to bring Booyah back? <sighs> no. I think we just brought it back. <laughs> yeah, one hunch. We bought Temporarily it Temporarily. Like yeah. Two hours since back. Yeah. Um, also, you know, because he's so drunk, he's basically having a party for himself in the backseat of the car as they like go get them dropped off at their destination. And she wants nothing to do with them. He goes in for the kiss. Gives him and the she cheek. denies him. Mm-hmm. She gives him the cheek. And he responds, you love it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her, did you just miss that part where she does not love it? Because she really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And we, that's the end of their day. Yeah, we got the follow-up. <laughs> um, she confirms she did not love it. And then yeah. he's still, I love it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you love it. You love it. Booyah. Smooth up dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this poor man. His poor man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She called what him also a, a dumbass also. Bill <laughs> needs to get on his boat and meet a girl who doesn't realize what a dumbass he is. Yeah. He's like, she's so beautiful. She's so hot. She loved it. <laughs> Tara, <laughs> did you love it? I loved it. I really did love it. I mean, I ever since I watched this episode, I have been quoting him constantly mm-hmm. it's all i think about i love it i love it yeah all yeah. day sarah and i just booyah what do you think what do you think <laughs> i'm i'm very blend it blend it blend it mm-hmm. <laughs> love ya, love ya. love you <laughs> oh man oh bill sarah do you guy. have a follow-up on bill have you been able to track him down um so i <laughs> have no, no follow up on Bill. I was really, really, really hoping that he got the second date. Um, but maybe I need to continue my deep dives and get a final answer yeah. on where Bill is today. Maybe one of the listeners knows Bill. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, oh, dear God, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a blended margarita. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And a razor. <laughs> and let me know. If you know, if you know, Bill, please send yeah. me his information. I will look, we, Sarah and we, I will do the You'll get a dive. tweet. We, you loved it. You loved it. Hashtag booyah. That's what I'm going to ask Roger Lodge when he and I become woo. friends. Yeah, <laughs> Raj, yeah, you he kept, became a woo up? girl. He was, he was a woo girl. Woo guy. It was a woo. I girl. wrote down two woos. One was in all caps, and one was because he goes woo, <laughs> woo, woo, booyah. <laughs> oh man, good times. Um, uh, yeah, that covers the 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 required reading for the week. However, there was some other good stuff that happened. Of course, uh, Sarah and I, since we were just watching a bunch of clips, she sent me a good clip of Harley and Christina, a punk couple that. Their, their aesthetic was punk. They were meant to be. They have similar kinks and fetishes that we find out about. He likes wedgies and she likes cross-dressing men. It worked out. It was a perfect oh, yeah. She yeah. He likes She gave a wedgie. He likes yeah. receiving or giving wedge? Receiving he, wedgie? Oh, he, he likes he's receiving them. Receiving. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. bit each other. They, like, they hey. bit each other. Um, yeah. I'm not going to yuck their I do have an update yum. on that couple. Yeah. To the yeah. point where they're biting each other and she's like, oh, bite me harder. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, it was the date from heaven for these two people. Like a match made in heaven. They they do it all. They they give each other wedgies. They go and they give each other makeovers. Like they legit he legit cuts her hair. Yeah. Skinny dips in the ocean. Yeah. They yeah, they take shots, they skinny dip in the ocean. Chappelle, that is a genre of like blind date episode where it's like these people are so weird and they're perfect for each other. Yeah. You get that and once honest, in a while. Honestly, my favorite genre. I would like I like to see all the like 
you know, slightly left of center people meet them, meet their significant others and fall in love. And I hope this two, these two people, I hope they have uh, a loving marriage and plenty of kids right now. Uh, Sarah, let's talk about yeah, I heard that couple actually moved in together and then um, were dating for a while and then they got engaged. But then I heard that they broke up soon Aww. after. Uh, so, marriage is a social construct. It, they're probably still happy together. We just, we just can't, you know, we can't get <laughs> yeah. into like societal norms all yeah. the time. I, I wish yeah. them the best of luck. <laughs> I would like to know if any couple worked out from this show yeah. at all. I was curious because there's so many episodes of Blind Date. I'm like, I wonder what their success uh, like ratio is like compared to like The Bachelor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably, Probably better. Yeah. yeah, if not, be- yeah, the same or better for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, Rob. Yes. You got something to add about this date? I was not going to add about the the date. I, okay, I just well, else to add. Oh, what you got? I was going to say that. Um, in these episodes that we watched, uh, there were a lot of uh, baked-in commercials. Uh, that I was going to see if anybody had any uh, saw noticed anything interesting from the 2002-era commercials that we saw in this YouTube video. Serious flashbacks with the C A L L A T T. Yeah. Yes, I, I saw America's Next Top Model commercial, which yeah. I was like, "Look at that!" For the rewind. As, like as an interior designer, I really enjoyed watching the interior design school from the Puck, Punk Couple episode. I was like, "Oh, I got to get there! I got to go to interior <laughs> design school! I got to learn." Um, yeah. Loved the Eight Mile yes, commercial. commercial. It was re- releasing Friday. Eight Mile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there was an episode for wrestling with the rock on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a carne asada for Taco Bell. Gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, Lever yeah. 2000 soap. I don't, I don't think that's a thing anymore, right? I didn't know what that was. Yeah, that I, was okay. so have, weird. Yeah, I think it's still, I think they have dropped the 2000. They have rebranded. Oh, I've no, definitely seen, seen that soap before. before. Mm-hmm. Like a I, 21st I, century Fox thing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't never seen, seen it. Seen it. it. So long. No, it used to be the thing. Like it used to be the commercial. I remember it so vividly. Mm-hmm. And now that you mention it, I just it's just like almost like they just stopped advertising because I haven't seen a lever commercial in so long. Or maybe I stopped watching um supermarket sweep. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why I don't see it anymore. <laughs> Does that count as a reality show? Because if so, stay tuned, Rob. Right? Oh, we'll I there. feel like more than yeah. a reality show. Showy. Hey, yeah. we don't, you know, whatever. Um, Rob, one of the things the ladies of the shit 90 shows uh, taught me uh, crew d- do every uh, segment of Boy Meets World is they talk about uh, the fashion in the episode. Yes. Uh, Sarah, do you have any clips for us? I do. I am going to share my screen and we're going to have, we call this fashion hour over at shit 90 shows taught me and I have some nominations <laughs> and you guys are going to help me decide who the ultimate fashion winner is. First up, we have Francesca in her initial date outfit. Francesca is wearing a puka necklace, which um, over by our podcast, we are always very bothered by. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not <laughs> a fan of the puka necklace. Triggered um, right now. She is wearing a black cami and a terry cloth mini skirt, which is so early 2000s 90s it is such a look um and then she also has these really small sunglasses which were <laughs> really a big thing small sunglasses for the longest time i thought that i was terrible um at wearing sunglasses turns out 
I'm just don't look good in small sunglasses. No. I don't so, think most people do. No, some people, some people do. Next up, we have um, Mr. Wolverine himself, yeah, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, like Wolverine. Johnny Muttons. Johnny right. Muttons. <laughs> I do have a conspiracy theory uh, about Johnny Muttons. Last week, um, or the other week, on America's Next Top Model, we learned about facial hair weaves. Chappelle, what's the likelihood that this is a facial <laughs> hair weave? Oh, yeah. This definitely giving you lace front vibes here. Yeah, this is... I'm not... <laughs> It's like he went to the store and said, I, I'm, I'm thinking Pony Boy Curtis, you know, as yes. my look. Like, he's giving you a lot of outsiders. It, this is disgusting facial hair. I really want all the listeners to go yeah. in and look at how low these chops go down because it's to, almost to like his clavicle. These damn hair things. They look it, fake, like, though. That they do not even but, look real. He the hair is coming out of parts that like uh, are off of his skin. Like is his he just, neck? Yeah, like, like, like it's neck. like the sideburns are growing all the way down his face and then growing lower than his face. I'm right. telling you, this is a a weave. A facial hair. Weave. I think it might be it's fake. Awful. They might be yeah, like stick-ons. Yeah, so we, so, so we don't think the carpet matches. I'm surprising. I'm surprised he's not wearing like a white okay. ribbed tank top. To be honest. All right. Oh, how about this? All right. Do you think is it possible, Chappelle? Like, do you, are mm-hmm. there shenanigans on Blind Date? Blind Date producers they've got they've got this date going on, and <laughs> they ha- they have Steve and they have Francesca. Date super boring. Steve has has, has big sideburns, and it's a, the most boring date ever. Like, okay, we know how. Like, all right. Call in Johnny. All right, Johnny, go yeah. pick up tape on sideburns. You need to come in and have bigger sideburns than this guy and then hit on the girl right in front of Steve. That'll be great. <laughs> uh, you, know I, you know I love shenanigans. This adds a whole different layer to, the, to my viewing experience, and I have to go rewatch all of these episodes now because now I'm starting to think that all of it is shenanigans. There's no uh, ethics you- among the producers of Blind They're just trying to get a segment. Yeah, Absolutely. that's true. And mm-hmm. you, you know, oh my gosh, I could just imagine them like like bring in Chop Sky, you know, like because we we ha- we have to like fix this. We have to add some excitement to this date. Oh my god, he's like the sexy decoy from Mari, you know, when they're in the in the green room, like yeah. you know, like you cheating on your wife, and then like the woman walks in, like, do you want to cheat with me? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> and like, then this is the sexy decoy. Also, like this happens right after they're at the dinner where she's talking about how, oh, in Denver, guys uh, buy you a shit, buy mm-hmm. like buy you a drink, and now they have got this super boring date going on. Like, all right, all right, here's the on the fly. All right, let's get a guy in here, get him long sideburns. He'll come in, order, and he's gonna send a drink to her. Let's see what happens. They already got the bit planned out. That's wild. Yeah. I, this I'm going to add this to my list of things I'm going to ask yeah. Roger Lodge today. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. What do you think they're doing on these like 45 minute car rides? The producers yeah. are like, how do we make this interesting? Find a guy with bigger sideburns yeah. to buy Tell her a drink. Leah, stop by the costume shop, buy like a like big fake mustache and tape it on like sideburns and then get down here. It's so weird. Yeah. She's so cleanly shaven otherwise. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, my biggest issue isn't even the sideburns. I thought this was a muscle shirt. It is not. That looks like a pillowcase with arms in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is he wearing? It's so tight. It's so tight. It's so tight. Like, look at the crease beneath his armpit. Like, that shirt is screaming, please help me, God. He mm-hmm. got those sleeves off. He cut oh, them yeah. off himself. You know he yeah. did. Yeah, oh, the he PA did it. it. <laughs> <laughs> And also, we haven't pointed out the awful, awful bracelet he's wearing, which is a thick black band oh. spikes on it 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Hot, also hot, from Hot Topic. Hot Topic special. Manic Panic. <laughs> Next up, back to uh, we got Lauren uh, with her margarita and um, wearing a off the shoulder red shirt. This like big statement necklace. We got some hoops, some black pants. Uh, Rob, do, what do you think of um, Lauren's shirt? Are you yeah, a fan? It didn't jump out to me as anything uh, that is that bad. Uh, do you feel like uh, this is a major fashion don't? No, I just, I honestly, I like this shirt. I think I have the same shirt, but in black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. off the shoulder shirts were really big and I think they've made a comeback. It's yeah, she, yeah. She managed to look like a normal human being in the early 2000s and that is a tough <laughs> thing to pull off. Yeah. <laughs> and last up, we are back to Francesca. She is wearing, number one, she has put the drink umbrella in her hair, which if that's something that you didn't do at uh, your friend's bar mitzvah, then I don't know what you were doing. Um, <laughs> she is wearing a floral dress that is a, a white and red print. And um, she is wearing her uh, garter belt wallet. Um, <laughs> Chappelle, what do you think of her entire ensemble? I think she looks like a 21-year-old. You know, she looks like she's having a good time. The garter belt uh, wallet type situation is still, it, it's concerning, but, you know, she seems to make it work. So I'm not mad at it. What about you guys? Just worried it's going to fall off. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a cool thing. I mean, I totally could see being drunk enough to not notice it sliding down your leg, though. Like, that's the concern. I think you need to double holster it or something. <laughs> you need two, you need two garters, one around yes. the top and one around the bottom. Hmm. Genius. Genius. Okay. So now we vote for our winner. Rob, do you have a winner out of our nominations? I'm, I'm, I'm voting for the best or the worst. Yeah. It's hard whatever, to do. Whatever you would like. I mean, oftentimes the yeah. the best is the worst. I'm voting for Johnny Sideburns. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm overruling him. <laughs> you can't overrule that, my vote. That pillowcase is offensive. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why he's wearing that. He, he looks like Dobby the house elf. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Someone get this man a sock. Oh, <laughs> Jessica, who, what's your vote? Uh, I feel like I have to go for my girl Franny. She has the coolest little purse garter belt thing Mm -hmm. I've ever seen. It's innovative. And again, I was definitely the girl as when I was 21 that would put the umbrella in my hair. I connect with Franny. I get her. I understand her. Perfect. And then Chappelle, do you have your final vote to dictate the winner? I got to a second vote to Francesca. You know, she did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did the things. Like, I mean, the, it's a nifty contraption and I've never seen it before. And I hope that uh, wherever she is today, she's still wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. She's been on Shark Tank to patent it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. She's worth uh, $2 billion. I need to know if I can buy one of yes. these now. I'm so cute. Um, I mean, the only time that you can possibly look for one is during work hours. So you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. Uh, well, she said that's where she surfs the web. When was the oh last time you God. guys surfed the web? <laughs> there is a brand called Stash Bands with a Z, with a Z, and they sell them on Amazon for $20. Rob, this might make you feel better. They're a bit bigger now. They're a bit wider. And you can also fit your cell phone, and they have a photo of someone with their passport in there. <laughs> hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Lovely. 
Yeah. Looks lazy. They might have gone out of business during COVID where uh, a lot of people were not leaving the house. Didn't they need the, mm. the garter? Could, Could fit a flask out. in there. It hides a six yeah. ounce flask. And now they're calling it a running belt. Also holds uh, an insulin pump. If that's mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> hide it or show it off. <laughs> this, this is uh, amazing. Yeah. We might need to look for a sponsorship. Stash bands. Uh, this episode of uh, Robin's podcast is sponsored by uh, Stash Bands. Uh, <laughs> looking for a place to stash your uh, valuables uh, when you are wearing a tight dress or off to the gym? Check out Stash Bands. They've got a line of lacy garters that are perfect for you, uh, for men or for women. Cell phone, keys, insulin pump. You name it. Four, four wonderful colors. Black, beige, red, and pink. Yeah. Use the promo oh, okay. code uh, RHAP Rewind for 20% over at uh, Stash Bands. Don't forget the Z for savings with a Z. Yes. Oh, thank you, Rob. We needed that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, all I want in my life is to have Stash Bands sponsor yeah. the podcast. And, and Sarah, that makes, that makes Franny our winner of our Rachel Green Award. Is that who this is? Well, typically we do break it down as the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit or the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. So mm-hmm. let's, um, we'll call let's this the, the Rachel Green Award for the most <laughs> early 2000s outfit. Congratulations. Gotcha. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Chappelle, would you buy a blind date NFT? Uh, I wouldn't, I can't not say yes to this. So I'm just going to abstain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to embarrass myself, but yes. I would Maybe do that's this. the question you know, for Roger Lodge. Ask him that will there be any blind ooh. date NFTs that you can invest in? He probably would sell it to me like <laughs> instantly. He would be like, oh, thank God. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, like, I didn't see the point of them, but now that you put it into terms that I can understand when you're talking about blind date, yeah, hook me up. Whatever. Yeah. I'd buy clips of uh, this epic date if I could own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do people have to wait? I don't get like royalties though. Like, if people watch it, I don't get no. anything, right? No, but you can sell it to somebody else. Uh, we'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> Put a pin in it. We'll come back. All right. Well, this was so much fun. It wasn't it? I love Blind Days. This is great. Uh, I got to set a DVR pass for the, uh, the new one. Yeah, I need yeah. to check this out. Yeah. And the Nikki Glazer one can be found on Pluto TV, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can go watch them, but they're also. Pretty much, I think they have full episodes on YouTube as well. Um, but like I said, I didn't want to get into the new ones because I I don't know that show very well. The one I know is the one that yeah. was not for kids that had me uh, glued to the television literally every day. Yeah, every okay. yeah. Well, this yeah. was so much fun. Uh, all right, so Jess and Sarah, uh, what's coming up on the uh, the shite ninety shows uh, taught me podcast? <laughs> so. Um, so we do weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek content. So if you're into either of those shows, definitely check us out. We also do bonus uh, content. So for the month of May, we are doing Baseball May. So we're starting off um, covering baseball. A baseball because we're a sports podcast. Yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So we are covering a league of their own with the great Grace Leader. We yes. are recording that this Sunday. Um, so definitely keep us um, in mind and check that out. You can find us at um, SHIT90s Pod <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. 
Um, and you can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Yes. And I am at the Jess Sterling and I'm also on the community building podcast over at Post Show Recaps, uh, rewatching the show Community with Josh Wiggler, who has never seen it before. So give that a listen if you like that show. Chappelle, what's coming up for you? None. Just hanging out. Um, I'll probably be popping in on Sarah when she hosts her weekly uh, pop culture uh, update on Clubhouse oh. for RJP. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yes. Um, definitely check us out on Clubhouse. We have the weekly our, uh, pop culture are happenings um, every Friday at six o'clock. Um, it might be a dying a dying uh, dynasty but definitely check us out mm-hmm. there it's a lot of fun you feel like the clubhouse is slowing down no sabine and i are bringing it back yeah so Chappelle, what do you refuse. think what's your take on clubhouse i think if you find the right rooms then you're always going to have something to talk yeah. about i've i found a lot of stuff i think people are looking for you to make content for them and uh that's the hard part if you are looking for someone to make content for you then yeah you might be struggling but if you can gather the people that you have like have like interest with you can always find something to talk about and i think sarah does a really good job of doing that every week with the pop culture uh happenings Uh, i love to pop in yeah yeah as as the baseball says if you build it they will come and that Mm -hmm. is uh my con (laughs) my that's my (laughs) that's what the baseball says that's my theory on the clubhouse if uh we build it they will come i still love it I just have had a hard time uh, getting on there. I feel like that I'm been like uh, I'm either watching something, some other like a uh, 19 hour season of Survivor, or I've mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff going on, uh, trying to uh, like pack up my house to move. Uh, it's been it's been hard. Like I, I I enjoy listening in, but then I feel like a lot of pressure to to like uh, jump on the clubhouse and talk. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's why I think it's best that if you want to just be a person on the clubhouse. Then yeah. um, we shall not call you out and yeah. make you feel pressure to come on. Like yesterday, I just had to start just uh, DMing Sarah because I didn't want to jump on the call because I had to, like I only had a couple yeah. minutes. I didn't want to join the call and then leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, you know, if you have the answer to my question, then just mm-hmm. DM me. And that's I think that's the right approach because I want you to feel comfy to come onto the clubhouse. Okay. All right. Um, we have uh, so much also going on here on uh, Rob has a podcast, uh, including the aforementioned Survivor All-Stars uh, recap four plus hours with uh, Shannon Gus and Matt Ligori talking through uh, season eight of the TV show Survivor, uh, which aired during the run of uh, Blind Date. Uh, so there's uh, some uh, synergy there. And then... Uh, we kicked off a new season of uh, 90 Day uh, Fiance Happily Ever After. Jess, are you keeping up with the Happily Ever After? I love it. You know it is my jam. Angela and Michael, hot mess extraordinaire. I am already loving this season. Um, Mike and Natalie, I obviously could do without yeah. it, as most people mm-hmm. could. But it's it's amazing. Check that out if you haven't. Puya and Robert, fantastic on that podcast. So you got to check it out. It's so funny. Yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, with... Uh, I came. I was going to be done with 90 Day Fiance. I couldn't give it up. Just when you think you're out, Just they, they pull you me, back they in. They me back in. Right yeah. back in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, we're going to have uh, lots of fun patron karaoke uh, this uh, Friday night. We're going we're gonna to try it. We're going to see what happens, right? Uh, we'll, Chappelle, will you sing Smooth Operator? <laughs> Only if you'll sing it with me. Only if you'll sing it with <laughs> me. Do, 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 do. Yeah, yeah. We're about to tear it. Yeah. We're gonna we're about to bring the house down. Okay, yes. Rob. So okay. yeah, get your vocal exercise. Yeah, I'll shave live I, on the <laughs> Patreon karaoke. All right, <laughs> no. you love it. You love it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Rob. 
We gotta announce what next what's up for oh, next uh, week's rewind. Tell, tell me what's yeah. coming up next week. Oh, uh, so I've been in, in negotiations with the great Dr. Liana Boris. Yes. And Ooh. of science, as you all know. And the doctor and I have decided to go ahead and give the people what they want and discuss uh flavor of love. Uh Ooh. yes. You Some love people it. might have you love it. I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. Woo. Flavor what do you of think? love. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do, we're going to do two episodes that are very iconic from the first season. Um, Liana is a huge of, of love fan. Not, you know, rock of love, flavor of love, daisy of love. Um, I'm pretty sure two shots of love, whatever it is, Liana has them like covered completely. And so in order to get into that realm of celebrity reality shows on VH1, I wanted to give everybody a taste with Flavor of Love. So we'll be talking about episodes three and four uh, next week with the good Dr. Liana. Okay. That's very exciting. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. All right, JP Rewind has been on fire. I think so. And I thank you guys for allowing me to do this every week because this is fun. I'm having the time of my life. This is the place where the magic happens. (laughs) This is the jump off. off. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.